just try to wake up every day, do the right thing. Uh, you know what the right thing is. Whoever is listening or whoever reads anything that I may put out in the world, you know what the right thing is. Try to always do it. The benefit from that may be a slower path, but it's the right path. Hello, and welcome to How to Fail Successfully, the podcast that teaches the steps to success through the stories of failures. I'm so happy that you can join me as I interview some of my favorite people and encourage them to share their story with you. I'm Matthew Carrier, and this is How to Fail Successfully. Welcome back to another episode of How to Fail Successfully. My name is Matthew Carrier, and you are listening to part two of my interview with Brian Esposito. On this episode, we continue our conversation about success and failure. And I know, surprise, surprise, entrepreneurship is not all rainbows and butterflies, or more accurately, nice cars and 12-room mansions. So let's just jump right back in. Here's part two of my interview with Brian Esposito. You have introduced me to a ton of people who have been guests on my podcast, which I'm very appreciative of. Uh, one of them in particular was Len. We had a great interview because he doesn't believe in this whole failure breeds success type of theory, uh, which I completely understand and I appreciate it. How do you view failure? Is failure a word? Or is it a result? Is it a learning? Like, how do you look at failure? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually had this conversation with Len. He put a different spin on failure, which I do agree with. And I don't know how to really answer that because I never think about it. You're going to be faced with setbacks. And some people look as a setback as failure. Um, I never did. So that's a part for you to dig deeper, get more creative and, you know, push through it, figure it out. I think that question is just so differently answered based upon who you're asking what that failure is or is not. I mean, so many incredible people that I admired or to read on, uh, such as Henry Ford and, and those amazing people. I mean, they've had tremendous failures if you were to look at their setbacks. But it's one of the biggest car companies in the world. It's a success story. But if you were to see what took him to get to where he's gotten, there were setbacks. But I, I don't call them failures. I don't know. Even if something were to completely disappear and, and, and a project or an entity or a company is gone, you had to learn something. And whatever that next chapter or the next project you're involved with, you're taking all those experiences and applying them to this next phase of your life. So I look at it as all learning experience, all these steps to get where you need to be. There's no way in how I could manage, do, or accomplish what I'm doing today if I didn't get my ass kicked every day along the way. I'm more prepared now. I articulate my thoughts more correctly. I've removed a lot of my emotion into business dealings and friendships and partnerships. I'm, I'm 100% Italian, so I have these, I would call it passion. But you know that applying into the business world is not good. I sit back, I analyze, I listen, I learn. 
And I'm playing chess all day long and finding out who's the right person, who's the wrong person, who's the snake in the room. And I've gotten very good at it. And, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't get my ass kicked. And, and for, you know, your podcast and that word failure, I look at it as a speed bump or, or a setback that you just need to overcome to get to the next, the next chapter of your life. Did I answer your question? I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Brian went to bed at, at uh, what I don't know three or four in the morning, so he's he's on a few hours of sleep. So <laughs> it's, it's kind I think of that sounded good. Hey, I think I'm it was in. great. Thank no, you. No, all right, no, I'm all in. No, I, I support that. Yeah, whatever I just said, I support it. You know, it's it's so disappointing that this guy in this profile picture didn't play doesn't still play keys. I mean, that guy looks like he plays keys. I you just don't you know, I don't get it. Listen, I could play heart and soul with you. We want to do a duet. I learned that early on. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's, Let's do, do it. Come on. <laughs> Next time you're in Nashville, we'll go we'll go downtown, find a grand piano, we'll play heart and soul. I love it. And the other part, my sister can tell you, I always play Rod Stewart Forever Young. I'm really good at that that one. If you want to take the vocals on that, let's let's bang yeah. let's bang it out. Okay. Do you kick the bench out and you just like stand up sort of playing? I mean, are you rocking out like that or what are we doing? I would do that. Yeah. I would Jerry Lee Lewis bleed on the piano right. keys if I could. That's that's my style. So you're you're pretty heavily involved in the music industry, would you say? Yes. Thankfully, yes. I've met some incredible people. Some of the, the projects that we're doing are, I mean, they're remarkable. The, the, the producers that we're working with, the writers that we're working with, we're, we're part of a very large streaming platform that's launching. I can't announce the name yet, but have me back on a second call and I'll announce it. But if, it's with a global brand and we anticipate being a top streaming service for the music industry. Wow. Wow. That's it, and then you're just gonna stop talking. You're right like, there, okay, that's I'm gonna it. drop the mic. Yeah, <laughs> drop the mic right there. You know, I, don't don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you. It's just it's just the most exciting thing in the world. Really but I'll is, tell you later. It really is, and that was very uh, amateur hour for me to do. But I, I can. <laughs> no, 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 it's perfect. I love it. I love it. You gotta give them a little. Something. I can tell you part of the technologies that I'm so excited to work with. I have been obsessed with connectivity over the last seven years. That's how we met right. with one entity that. Mm-hmm. You would definitely look as a failure as far as the brand because I had the wrong people working with me in it, and that will never happen again. So what had happened with that entity, it allowed me to continue my passion and my understanding of wanting to offer constant connectivity because that is so crucial to every aspect of life. And that had led me to now be part of a global IoT network called Nodal. Uh, my dear friend Misha Bignolet is co-founder of a company called FireChat, and you know one of my biggest preaches, or whatever you want to call it, is I am such a believer that things happen for a reason, and when you throw energy out there, it comes back. and And I think the better person you are, and the more driven you are, the quicker it comes at you. So when we were building this company, and Matthew, you, you were you were part of a lot of those discussions. We're going to leave the name off for now, but during that time. FireChat was a company that I was obsessed with. I was so amazed by what Misha and his team were doing, how they were penetrating the market. They went a um, business-to-consumer route. So what the funny part is, we went a business-to-business route because knowing how hard it it is to get a consumer to buy a product, for example, on our e-commerce platforms – 
it's even more difficult and more expensive to get them to download an application. Misha crushed it with FireChat. So we went the route of building the business-to-business model where we wanted to build our technology into an already established application, devices that have a large user base. I spent so many years doing that and then admiring Misha. We connected, not me going after to try to meet with him or him trying to meet with me. Life brought us together in a crazy uh, series of events. And now all of those works and efforts that I was doing on building an application into a large audience app is now useful. And I love when moments like that happen. It's no longer a waste of time. It's no longer a waste of energy. I had this arsenal of partnerships with crazy companies. And Matthew, you've got to speak and meet with some of them. I can now tap those relationships, those conversations, and bring them into a real-life platform, a real-life product that adds value to both parties. I mean, that's one of the keys to what I think has been a success for me. I go into every room with adding value. I don't go into a meeting. I don't go into a room with my hand out asking for money, a favor, or I I don't ask. I say, I have this, you have that. Let's put it together. Let's make something amazing and let's do it quickly, efficiently, and right. not cost any capital. Right. And what, what happens is everybody puts their guard down. There's no more lawyers involved. It's principle A, principle B, principle C, and we, and we do something really cool and kick ass. And you take that approach and you take the approach of actually calling somebody, which nobody does. You can do anything. People always ask me, how do you get to that guy or how did you get to that woman that runs that company? I called them. <laughs> I called them. <laughs> because their landline in that office does not ring ever. I mean, there's even some companies where I find their fax machine and I'll write a note and I'll fax it. Wow. If I want to get to somebody or, or, or put a deal together that I think is going to be beneficial for both parties, I do it. I get it done. I don't do it in an obnoxious way. I'm just like, hey, what's going on? Let's, let's kick some ass together. That's something it. I always say. Let's just let's do it. The 7,327th night yes. of my overnight success. I'm going to make it 37th night now. <laughs> Add 10 more days <laughs> to that. I want to make this go viral, okay? I really do. I want everybody who's listening to this episode to go visit this blog post or go visit Brian's LinkedIn profile and reblog repost, send this to an entrepreneur, because I think what he wrote is so, so important, and it does not get written about enough. What made you want to start opening up your life and just pour it out onto this article? Like, what made you want to do this? I hit a point where, I guess, for me, it was very therapeutic as well. And thank you for the accolades and for reading it. It's, it's a little long, Every time I go on these platforms, and I don't even use Instagram, I don't use Facebook anymore. I like Twitter because it's still relevant, especially in the music industry and in the tech industry. And LinkedIn is slowly turning into a Facebook, but I love LinkedIn. I love that platform. I love what they created, and it should be a place for people to go and problem solve. And if you want to promote some successes, great. But as I write in there, those successes are not long-lived. You know, you have to keep executing. So a success or a great deal or a great moment is, is just that. As I say, it's just a moment and then you're on to the next one. But the, the hurdles, the setbacks, that's where you need to go to a community like LinkedIn. And that's where you need to just put your guard down, put your heart on your sleeve and say, hey, 
guys, girls, I'm dealing with this. I have no idea what to do. Um, my capital's tight. Terrible lawyer that just bills me every second and calls me all the time. And you know that's where you need to come together as professionals and help one another. And that's when you build bonds. That's where you are able to grow. I never had that. You know, my dad was an amazing businessman, entrepreneur. I learned a tremendous amount from him. But you know, as life grows and, and new challenges you're faced in the, the digital world we live in, there's so many new things that you never were prepared for, and you, and you need help. And if I can help anybody and not deal with some of the grief that I've dealt with, because I've definitely changed. I don't want to use the word bitter, but I've become, you know, I guess, a little more harder than I was in the past. And I miss that old guy. He was very fun, easygoing, wanting to do great things with great people. And now I have to analyze what are people's motives. And I hate having to do that, but it's a necessary step in today's life, in today's world. So I wrote it because I think the platform should change a little bit and where people need to start telling it how it is and stop with this, you know, stop promoting this bullshit that, you know, whatever you're driving or that's empty. You know, that's, that's not reality. And, you know, the, the 1% of the 1% that's actually doing that, what are you gaining? You know, that's not real to me, you know, just get down to the nitty gritty and help people tell your story, tell your challenges. That's what helps people. You know, not, not a picture of your Ferrari in front of your 12 garage house. You know, that's stupid. Yeah, you wrote, and I'm going to quote this, why does society rarely post any of the tough moments? Personally, I do not have an interest in what someone may have in the bank, what car they're driving, and what image they want to portray in the world. But I would find interest and value in knowing what others may be going through the same struggles I have and figure out ways to help each other get over those hurdles. That right there... Brian is my heart. That's my mission. Sure. That's the reason why I'm doing this podcast today. I don't want people to look at these celebrities or these ultra uh, successful people and say, oh, they've got it all together. They've never had to face <laughs> any struggles. I mean, even at the top, you still have daily struggles that you have to work through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and this was my social experiment. This was my way of saying, no, please, you do have problems, right? <laughs> You do get sick occasionally, correct? Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> like, right. You know, it's, it's all puppy dogs and ice cream when they want to put their life out into the world. And and right. I get you know the Instagram model that works because you're dealing with a younger audience base that isn't matured yet and don't fully understand what the importance of life is. So yeah, a motivator such as a nice car, a great body, a beautiful handbag, that's a reward people get excited about and they want to strive for. But that's just, to me, not reality. And then when you go into a, you know, your podcast is amazing. I love listening to your interviews and you do it right. And I would love for LinkedIn to even have a section. They should promote more of the, the problems that entrepreneurs are facing and how people can come together and help one another. Because that will ultimately result in what people are posting now. If you solve a problem and you become more financially successful and you continue to repeat it, and then go on your Instagram and, and post a picture of you in St. Bart's with your, with your model girlfriend and get your instant satisfaction. But <laughs> in the reality of life, you know, that can stop in a heartbeat. You know, that lifestyle can turn upside yeah. down very quickly. Sometimes people got to get hit with that humble stick. Um, but at that point, you might be too obnoxious for anybody to even want to talk to you because all you do is post this ridiculous stuff about your empty life. You know, get real. Get real. 
especially on, on platforms like LinkedIn. I, I think it needs to do a complete shift and help entrepreneurs grow, put great deals together, and be a community that's very business-oriented in the good times and in the bad times. A common theme which slightly breaks my heart a little bit because I know how incredible of a person you are, but I see a lot of mentions of people not being able to trust people, being burned by people. I know that we've all felt that. You know, as you move up the ranks a little bit in your profession, especially as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as an investor, as people that are working with other people to find a common goal and success, it sounds like you've been burnt numerous times. Numerous times, yeah. And from people that I would call family or someone that I would say I love and I would give my last dollar to. And yeah, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. You don't want to feel it again. And because you don't want to feel it again, your world and your inner circle gets smaller and smaller. It's not really that you don't want to get screwed again. That's, you know, sometimes that's a motivator to fight and and go out and win more. It's that feeling of betrayal from, you know, somebody that you care about. That's a terrible feeling. I mean, how do you know who to trust, who not to trust? Does it burn you? Does it, does it make you cold towards everybody? Yet you still have such a warmness to you. How do you not get completely jaded by all of that? Oh, thanks, pal. Yeah, I, I really wake up every morning a fresh, brand new start, like Mr. Rogers, and, and just try to have a great day. And then I'm seasoned now that somewhere, somebody either on a phone call or in a room has different motivations than to do good. That happens more times than not. You just have to spot it quicker. And you just can't form an emotional friendship bond with someone that's going to hurt you. And the only way you'll ever know that or, or roll the dice on that is if you experience it from people that you care about. You have to experience it. I, you can't teach it to somebody. I can't even tell somebody else that that person's going to burn them. They have to know it. And then they'll call me a year later and say, you know what, bro, you're right. That person burned me. And I'm like, well, you know, that's you know, now you know for the next time. Right. Well, we've spent a lot of time talking about failure. What is your definition of success? It's very simple. It's to go through life without hurting anybody. That's been my definition for a long time. Wow. And, if, and if you do, whether it's, you know, in my case, it's never intentional. But if you do, it's a byproduct of a decision. You got to spend whatever amount of time you have life to, to in your life to rectify it or correct it. Wow. Because karma is a nasty, nasty bitch. You don't want to mess with it. I've heard a lot of answers. I mean, I, I've done over 50 episodes, and that's the first time I've heard that answer. I love it. Thanks, pal. Well, it's a genuine answer. It's it's who I am, and it's it's a detriment too because I, I genuinely care about people. I really do. And I just have to be more careful as to who I dedicate my time and resources to because, like I said prior, it's, it's a terrible feeling to get hurt by someone that you're actually trying to help. Do you feel like you're successful? I have, you have to ask someone that works with me to answer that question. Do you personally feel like you're successful? No, I don't, I don't think in that, in that mindset, no. But with your particular definition, do you feel like you're successful? Yeah, yeah, there, there are a handful of people that were byproduct of decisions that are on a list that I need to do good by, and I just don't know how yet. Hmm. Interesting. Did I stump you? That's amazing. I didn't think this. Damn, all right. I still got you it. St- I still got it. 
<laughs> uh, I've had a lot more sleep than you have, and I you got me. Uh, uh, all right, Brian, give us a little bit more of a dive in about all of the places you've got your hands in right now. You got some product launches coming out, or some uh, some fun things happening. Anything that you actually can talk about, or anything that just launched, I'd love to kind of hear about that. Absolutely. So uh, I mentioned Nodal prior. It's one of my favorite technologies. And I'm so honored to be part of that team. Misha Binule and uh, Garrett Kinsman, the co-founders, incredible history. Nodal will be, in my definition, the, the world's first global IoT network ever created. It already has uh, coverage across the entire U.S., and this tech is operating in over, I think it's over 60 countries now, and it's just over a year year old. So it's growing massively. I'm applying that tech into everything that I'm involved in. Um, that's a home run. You're going to see a lot of mentions and tractions with that company. Uh, another entity that um, I'm heavily involved with is a, is a product called Child Angel. Andrew Purcell is the founder of that company, and it's the most technologically advanced location-based It's a a watch for for argument's sake that a child would wear, an elderly person would wear, even a pet, and you would know exactly where that device or that child is. Uh, So you take that device, which gives you pinpoint accuracy and and location based in the event of a child going missing, and you introduce nodal into that technology, which we've done. Now, no matter what, whether it's, you know, that wristband or that child angel device doesn't have GPS, it doesn't have Wi-Fi, but it's part of the nodal network you'll know exactly where that device is. So that's a beautiful project that we're involved with. We're rolling it out in great places like Dubai 2020 World Expo, where there's going to be some substantial movements with a nodal and child angel partnership that'll get some global awareness. In addition to that, uh, I don't think you've spoken with Dr. Marco Grifa yet, but he's part of the NASA NEMO uh, yeah, no. program. Dr. Grifa is one of my favorite favorite people I've ever had the privilege of meeting. I can't wait for you to speak with him. Your listeners are going to just go crazy over for his experiences, who he is, what he's done. Um, we're doing some incredible things together in, in maritime and, and, and technologies for a, um, a, a sea orbiter floating project that'll go around the world and collect research. It'll have submersive submarines going down, doing, again, research, looking at shipwrecks. Um, there's uh, the Aquarius as part of their, their pipeline of assets, which is based off of the Keys where astronauts go and train. Uh, so we're doing some remarkable things in that space. I just got invited into Primary Ocean Producers, which is Brian and Scott Schmidt. Their plans of an aquaculture farm are amazing what they're going to be rolling out. And you know, within the next 50 years, I believe their, their farms that will be based in oceans around the world will be able to supply 10 to 20 percent of the world's seafood demand. So there's some great, great projects in those passion plays that we're involved with. I love the tech space. George White, he's a family legacy based out of Chicago. It's a general partnership of which my entities are now part of, and that's the one that touches the over 32 companies in five different industries, which are uh, hotel development, commercial real estate, maritime, aviation, space, energy, oil and gas, and very, very big media and technology component. Um, In that media and tech play is where I said we're going to be making some announcements on some big music streaming applications. These are not to compete with the Spotify's or Pandora's. This is a completely new and different uh, way to experience our content that we either license or, or ultimately our content that we create and own. 
And Len Giancola, I was invited into MJ.com platform. Um, we are going to do some incredible things with uh, the music space and the marijuana and cannabis uh, industry. So Len and his team brought me on as a uh, co-founder and CEO of the MJ.com music segment. That's going to be a fun place for us to really change the way music and entertainment are experienced through what we're rolling out on that platform. So again, it looks like it's a, it looks like how do you do it? But it, it's all these things go back to what I said earlier. They feed off of each other. They become more valuable because A is part of B and B is part of D. It's just it's just the way that these things all come together and and work together. The media component is the most important glue because everything that we're involved with we want to capture we want to promote and and we want to push out onto our platforms so um the media piece is, is the glue that that makes all these things make sense and how they all tie into each other and that's it <laughs> no no there's the, there's there's a couple more but um yeah i think that's uh i think that's great but you're, you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of my involvement and and i'm, I'm really promoting the hell out of nodal because that's, you know, to date, that's almost eight years of my life and in, in being able to be part of offering connectivity. And um, that's where I'm excited to go back to one of my old things I mentioned and promoting myself earlier on in the beauty industry where it caused a problem. Um, Nodal's growing so fast and it's, it's the right timing for me to attach my name, my resources and my experience in that space. And help push that thing to grow faster than it already is. So that's, you're going to see me promoting my name um, in that, in that company quite often. That's awesome. Anything that I can do to help, I will, uh, I'll be there to help reposting, talking about, I'll do whatever I can. You are a rock star, Uh, my friend. Thank you. As people probably listening can tell after Brian just spent the last 20 minutes talking about everything that he's involved in, he is very generous to give his time there's very few people that you can instantly connect with that you know right away they're being 100% sincere, and uh, that's that's Brian. So, uh, Brian, I appreciate you taking the time again uh, on your few hours of sleep to come and uh, <laughs> still have this podcast. So thank you. Anything for you, Matthew. I appreciate the timing and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great things. Hey, I want to. I just want to put you on the spot one last time and see if you can kind of leave us with some good parting advice. Okay, you know what? Golden rule: every aspect of your life. You know, just try to wake up every day, do the right thing. Uh, you know what the right thing is. Whoever is listening or whoever reads anything that I may put out in the world, you know what the right thing is. Try to always do it. The benefit from that may be a slower path, but it's the right path. And I just keep doing good things. I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you, pal. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. That concludes part two of my interview with Brian Esposito. Let me ask you something. Can you be honest, humble, real, and successful? Do you agree with Brian that your journey to success should be done quietly under the radar? Or do you believe that in order to be successful, you must be an Instagram celebrity flaunting your planes, trains, and automobiles? What were your thoughts? I think you know my opinion. If you've been listening to my podcast for long enough, you know what I believe. But I want to know what you think. Send me a message. Let me know. As always, you can find me on Instagram at failsuccessfully or on Twitter and Facebook at HTFsuccessfully. And if you've been a fan of this podcast, you've enjoyed this episode, please go right now and subscribe and leave a review on iTunes.
Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.